0: Listening to the Vancouver Mixtape on CJSF ninety point one FM, Burnaby Campus Community Radio from Simon Fraser University, where we broadcast on the unceded ancestral territory of the Coquitlam, Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh. We stream online at cjsf.ca. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those places at Van Mixtape or at CJSF, uh, and uh, you can find episodes of this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Uh, Or on CGSF.ca, where you can also find other CGSF programs. I am Jesse. I'm Jamie. And uh, we're joined today in the studio by uh, Germany Germany. Hello. Hello. Uh, We are going to hang out with Drew for the next hour, play some music, uh, talk about the new record Harvest, and uh, all that and more. Uh, And we're going to start off with the first track off the new record. This is called Dawn, here on the tape. Germany, Germany, uh, the first track off the new record, Harvest, uh, which just came out December 6th, right? That's right.
1: Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. We always get excited about New Germany, Germany, mainly because it's... uh, It populates our playlist right away. makes our yeah. job way easier. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate
2: it. I appreciate the support.
1: Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's kind of interesting. Like We were talking before the show. Um, we've been a fan of yours for a long time. Thank and, you.
2: And it's been, I think we last spoke to you in, like, 2015. Yeah, I, I cannot believe it was 2015. That's so many years. Yeah, Like I,
0: I felt like that was <laughs> oh, last year. a decade ago at this point, right? Oh, my
2: God. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like,
1: when you and I were talking about it um, on Twitter about you coming up, like... I, I was trying to do the mental math. I'm like, oh, I guess mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. it's probably long enough since the last time. I didn't realize it was that long. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's great to finally get you up here. You've actually just, uh, well, relatively recently have relocated over to Vancouver.
2: Yeah, I moved to Vancouver in uh, in May, just uh, from the island, hopped over. Um, but it's been great. And I, I think I was last at SFU in, like, 2013, uh, possibly. Still so. under construction. Still under construction, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've seen all of uh, Battlestar Galactica, so the, the campus yes. is very familiar to me.
0: Nice. Uh, also, the day the Earth stood still. Oh, the really? remake. Okay. Yep. It, One time, not... Jamie and I were driving up, and there were. <laughs> Like tanks and police cars wow. and like military exercises You're going like, okay, on. Okay, what's going it's on? Very here?
1: confusing. <laughs> I think also you know, we can't forget the Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger classic Six Day. That's oh, true. I did yeah. forget. It, was, yeah. it, it uh, was in it was in the trailer. Even that's how big. That's how important <laughs> oh, it was. Way to go! Way to go, SFU. <laughs> we, we made it, everyone. It's <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> um. So this this is a uh, a new album. I, I think we did the math, and it's like your twelfth album as the Ge-
2: Germany Germany. I think moniker. that's right. Uh, I did. I also did. I did. A, a couple of little uh, side projects here and there, but I think it's 12 uh, albums oh, no. as Germany, Germany in 10 years. 10 years as of January, I think, is the official start date. So, I think that qualifies as prolific. <sighs> yeah. Right? It's a lot of albums. It's a lot of music. <laughs> I think it's like 150 songs overall. Which Do you is know you're more like, songs than your total playtime? Uh, No, it's maybe probably that. a little while. Yeah,
1: <laughs> should have <add> that up. <laughs> just, yeah, make a playlist and let somebody. Please, do it? nobody
2: listen to all of it. <laughs> uh, yeah. That would. No one should have to do that. Well, <laughs> maybe one
0: day we can organize a Germany Germany Day. We can oh just do twenty four hours. Yeah.
2: There you go. Oh boy. Yeah. Do you do you ever like
1: go back and and listen to those those first records? Or, or even like
2: play those songs and like maybe look at them through a different lens totally yeah It, it like I've thought about this a little bit but every album that I've made um, it really is like a, a landmark of whatever is going on in my life at the time and so um, being able to go back to like one or two albums per year and listen to that I like know exactly what I was doing at the time I know what thoughts were going through my mind I know what uh, who just uh, broke up with me I know like all the things that were happening that like led to me making that music um, so it's it's Super interesting and weird to have those like it's almost like a photo album, but uh, each um, like each album was a thousand hours of, of labor. Um, so it just it really feels like a thing that'll that I can go back to anytime. So it's it's it, it is funny to listen to the early stuff and be like, oh man, that that uh, snare is just way too loud. Or just like <laughs> I definitely feel like I've gotten better at some things over the years. But um, yeah, it's 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 fun to go back to and listen to that stuff. It's yeah.
0: Well, I know that uh, just. For myself, when I'm just listening to like to music, I enjoy music uh, that I used to listen to a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I get you know s- some degree of that where I'll remember like where I was the first time I heard a song or totally, whatever. Yeah. And when it's something that you like, you said you put hundreds of hours into, yeah. and it, it's it's also got because it's it's music. There's like a certain emotional, creative connection totally. to That's it as well, and like the,
2: like what drives the creation of music for me being like emotional. Emotions of some kind, so like that, it's like distilled whatever is going on in my life distilled into like a three minute song, uh, and so yeah, it's it's pretty fun to have that as a thing to go back to. Uh, yeah, it's
1: how do you so where does this? Uh, I, I guess where does this new record kind of uh, not rank? That's mm. not the right mm-hmm. word, but like where does it? Uh, where does it sit in terms of like mm, the pantheon mm-hmm. of this uh, immense project? I don't know. Like, uh, how how much growth do you think that there is mm. between that first record and this this new one?
2: This uh, quite a lot of growth, I think. Um, I've I've, tr- I've gone uh, deviated uh, from the path of electronic music. I guess is the <laughs> the genre. Uh, very hard to describe what uh, music is but um, i think this one was a uh, deliberate effort to try to pare down some of the sound and not um for example in my previous albums it would be like uh okay i this synth sounds great uh the second synth sounds great so i'm gonna add six more yeah uh doing the same thing like just layer it until it's just a brick wall of sound that is coming at you which is is a is a sound um and it works sometimes but it Doesn't work all the time, so this was more of a deliberate effort to like, uh, okay, I'm gonna try and uh, get better at like learning how this this uh, part like the synthesizer works and uh, and uh, just do one uh, drum kit here or like just try to focus on making more basic, not basic songs, but more. songs with like a more core foundation and not just like throwing sound everywhere and then try that also makes the the actual production easier not having to mix 18 different synths across the spectrum um yeah so i think it's i think it's i tried to be a better producer on this record but um it's not i would say it's not drastically different from what i was making 10 years ago it's still kind of in the same ballpark um yeah. well, there's
0: two things that I, I out of there that I want to touch on one mm-hmm. is like the the first thing I I noticed uh I af- after after listening to it when I came out I listened this morning I, I drive around in a van delivering donuts on awesome. on the weekend and so I listened to the album and the first thing I was like oh man this is really well mixed because like oh, every just like every part as it come comes in just like fit mm-hmm. somewhere and it, and it all made sense thanks. um so so from that point of view it definitely definitely paid off and also just like that the the songs feel like focused I don't mm. know like I can I really the I feel like I, I, I get the message that you're trying to send cool. with each one and like I could pick out like there oh are
2: no words in most of them <laughs> yeah
0: but yeah. I was like oh this is yeah. this song makes me feel like this yeah and awesome. uh,
2: Great. so yeah that's that's uh, exactly what I'm aiming for um, cool I, I appreciate that Like the, the focused sort of was a deliberate uh, intention with this album was, like try to be a bit more uh, deliberate with um, with things, and also not uh, try to push past this um, this sense I get when I'm at about the 70 80 percent phase of an album, when I'm just uh, too uh, tired, lazy, bored to um, program new drum fills. So I just copy and paste the same one right. over and over again. So this one was a bit of an effort to try to be like, okay, uh, think through uh, if I was like if I was drumming this on a drum kit, like how how would I program this uh, and uh, try to be a bit more deliberate about that and patient, uh, and then not just say, "Okay, th- throw my hands up and say we're that's now done." And um, yeah, so it it feels a bit more like um, focusing on uh, a sound that I'm happy with uh, and getting to ninety percent there, and then throwing my hands up and saying it's done. Right, which is better than seventy percent.
0: Yeah, sort of like focusing on the the precision that. The, like because because the software and like electronic like writing music mm-hmm. electronically mm-hmm. like the possibilities are like overwhelming and endless right like you can add so yeah. many other layers and um, like Mac the, the like desire to go like full maximalist like every part that I could ever possibly yeah. want is possible yeah um, but that can take away fr- and obscure from like what what it's really the best thing is that it can all be like really perfect and like how it needs to be
2: totally yeah i think there was like um when i first started doing this uh when i first started producing electronic music when i was 15 or so um i had the one computer that i that was a hand-me-down was like this old imac g3 the i think it was an orange one yeah with the um, handle yep with the nice. handle uh it was great but it uh, like i had GarageBand and um and it could i could run about like five software instruments yeah max uh so it was like okay well this is like whatever i'm making it's I can't it's do be more five tracks. This. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, as as my uh, as computers got better, and I was like, oh, now I, there's no limit to the number of tracks I can I can have on this. Um, uh, yeah, it it feels more like you have to actually pare yourself down, or force yourself to pare yourself down, um, or else you'll just add too many tracks, and then it is hard to. I don't know. It's hard to mix. It's hard to make it feel cohesive. I think when there are just too many sounds. Yeah. Um, so th- th- yeah, that's a that's a deliberate uh, direction that I'm trying to go in, and it, it feels like at least somewhat accomplished to me. So I'm, I'm I'm happy with that. Yeah. I think. Is your approach to songwriting more or less
1: uh, the same as when you started writing?
2: Uh great question. Um, I wish that I knew. Uh, what my approach to songwriting was, <laughs> and uh, I almost struggle to call what I uh, what I do songwriting. I guess I just I feel like I sit down at a at my computer with either a synth or my keyboard, like laptop keyboard, and I'm just like thinking and playing around with stuff and thinking, oh, that's that sounds cool, and then I'll just what if then this happened, uh, and then it, from there it turns into a song, kind of. I'm, the, uh, the second track on the album, someone knew um, I made it on the ferry with some friends who were coming over for the weekend and I was just like had my laptop, had some headphones, had an hour I was just like, oh I'll just, what if I open Ableton and throw in a piano and then uh, like hit some keys on my literal laptop keyboard and see where that goes just kind of for fun and then it turned into something um, so it, I feel like it's probably the same <laughs> in, the, in that it's it doesn't feel like much of a process but it just somehow whatever I'm doing ends up being something in the end.
0: Well, it really puts, like, the the play in playing an instrument, Mm, right? And I think that with, like, another one of the things that writing music through software or, like, writing like like that Mm. or playing that Mm -hmm. is that your improvisation and the actual act of, like, playing and putting it all together actually results, like, can result in, like, a song that is then not well I mean maybe recorded but Mm -hmm. also just like it's got all its parts there and it's already a thing whereas you know if you're you got a bunch of people with instruments hanging out in a room and you're jamming and like sure you might write some songs but then there's that whole next step yep
2: right (laughs) yeah it's uh I I do think like it's so um I don't know exactly how to describe it but uh, I think that electronic music production has, like, democratized the the creation of music in a way that I think is really cool Um, and that maybe previously writing music and recording songs was a thing that maybe you, like, wrote a song on your guitar and then you somehow ended up in a studio and recorded it uh, and now anyone can do anything with almost no money, yeah, uh, which I think is great.
0: Yeah, this somehow was you acquire
2: thousands of dollars, <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it would cost a ton of money. So now it doesn't really. You can make a song on your phone. You can kind of like that. The way the technology has moved in that direction, um, the pro of that being that now anyone can make music, uh, and the con of that being that everybody makes music. Yeah, and how. On Earth, does anyone ever get popular or find listeners when everyone can make music? So uh, the two sides of the same coin, obviously. But uh, I do think it's really great that anyone can make music because making music is, as a creative outlet, I think is super important and valuable. So, I think we should
1: chat more about that and kind of like the <clears throat> the the new
2: approach that
1: I guess. Uh, both new artists and kind of the like more. Is it incorrect to refer to you as a legacy act at this? Point? Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. But uh, we should talk about that so more nice. um, after we play another song. Sounds great. Um, should we jump
2: to someone new? I Was think so. I think that's about it? yeah. I think that's a good one.
0: Cool. Composed on uh, on a ferry, right?
2: Yep. On my MacBook Air on the ferry from Victoria to Vancouver.
0: Nice. nice. This is someone new by Germany. Germany.
1: We are back here on CJSF 90.1 FM on the Vancouver mixtape. We've got Drew from Germany, Germany in the house. We just played something Hello. new off the new. Someone new. Oh, sorry, Some someone new. Sorry, off That's of the fine. new record Harvest. <laughs> um, once again, coming in to chat. The text to is us. a little small. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's from true. Back. I am. Yeah. Um, but you're you're here. You're chatting about the the new Thanks record. Thanks for having uh, me. Thanks um, for having me. And we had we were we were having like a, a really interesting conversation that kind of peeled over from the last segment. Where, um, I guess, in the age of streaming, because when you when this project first came out, like mm-hmm. streaming wasn't necessarily like it was yeah it wasn't maybe the, just getting started the
2: giant that it was yeah it's like right. maybe Groove yeah, Shark was like starting 20... to do something or yeah it was I feel like it, around that time Groove Shark was a thing like Turntable FM was a thing yeah. I'm trying to think of like the ways that people were Hype Machine was kind of like mm-hmm. the big that was probably one of the reasons that I got popular was through Hype Machine. Um, And even Bandcamp was, like, starting to... That was just sort of starting to become a a presence that people were paying attention to, uh, in in my circles anyways. Um, And so streaming wasn't really... Maybe it existed in Sweden at that time. It, like, it was in Europe for a few years before I was mm-hmm. here. But, um, yeah, that was just, like, not a thing that we really had.
0: I don't think we really had the the, the mobile network infrastructure to handle we it. Were, or the phones, really, to, we to handle it. were using
2: our, our uh, 2G iPhones, yeah. uh, trying to load a single website in three minutes. I yeah. mean, that was yeah. flip phone until, like, 2012. <laughs> so, <Yeah. I> mean, <laughs> I, it's 20, probably 2010 for me. So, yeah. 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 But like
1: it, it's it's when you first started this project, um, I guess how are you getting your music out out to people? I'm, I feel like I'm talking It's like in the 1960s. <laughs> when,
2: how Dude, did you 10 do years it? Ago. Before, Before times. Ten years ago is a long time ago. Yeah. Uh oh. The uh, how did I how did I get it out there? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like when I started. I I, I think I made a zip file of songs, uh, called it uh, Distorted Disco Alpha, as in, like, the uh, alpha edition of the album. It wasn't even even an album. It was just, like, I have some songs. I sent it to um, the SAG Indie Electro blog, which is just, like, some blog that I had found, like, a bunch of electro music on. And they posted it, and uh, it got really popular. And I was like, oh, amazing. I don't have a website. Uh, This isn't an (laughs) album. I don't have What do I do with this? Like, this... Uh, so that was like uh, I just at that point was sending music directly to bloggers because Mm -hmm. that's uh, so I ended up forming relationships with uh, a few of those bloggers that picked up on that stuff at the beginning and um, through that met other people and and uh, just kind of sent stuff directly to people Um, yeah that was kind of how and then that would end up on hype machine and then the hype machine it would chart and then via the charting get more listeners and it was it was like a weird system that worked and existed for only a few years and then sort of disappeared as... There was, like, this golden age between, uh, like, Napster and and Spotify where, like, we didn't really know what to do. It was like...
0: Yeah, we're, so were people just, like downloading
2: yeah. the files
0: from the from hype like machine or from from the blog I, boxes,
2: I logged yeah. into my media fire account this like a couple weeks ago and i was like what wild. what i forgot about this I right i had one of these and i literally found this like the the collection of like the zip file songs and it was yeah it was 20 january 2010 um so yeah that was that was how we did this back in the day it was like and it's i mean so like simple. if
0: you think it's pretty amazing to be able to like like it's a very it's a very internet story right that yeah, like yeah. oh the the music was spread by by people posting links on blogs and yeah, like yeah. like talking about it in forums and like you know it's yeah. very totally. interesting
2: it was, and it's uh, i can't maybe it's like rose colored uh, glasses but it like it seems like that was a pretty sweet period of time to be making uh, whatever kind of electronic chill wave, blog wave, whatever that was. Like, that was a weird community that only existed for a few years, and I sort of caught the tail end of it. And uh, it was great, and I can't... I don't... If, the, if that still exists now, I don't know where to find it. I think it's um, just,
0: like, everything has been splintered into yeah, a million
2: different... Yeah, to- <clears throat> totally. And there are, like, still those little communities, and I think, like, like the, the vaporwave community is pretty tight, and, like, there are these still, like, little niches, but I think it's not um i'm not wherever they're talking i they haven't invited me so <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah well they don't talk in person i guess maybe right
2: yeah yeah
1: um how how have you i guess with harvest you mm-hmm. kind of going mm-hmm. um a more quote
2: unquote traditional or like tried and trued kind of
1: uh, a little bit a little bit yeah post it post it online full album <laughs> ready for stream
2: yeah i i kind of ran out of steam i was uh I was trying, I was like, I I had a list of my contacts from the last time I sent emails to my contacts, which was uh, maybe a few years ago, and I think all... Maybe a hundred emails, except for two or three bounced. I was like, I feel like everyone's oh on gosh. a spam
0: list now. Like everyone's just <laughs> yep. on a spam filter, and nobody gets any email that they send to anyone.
2: I yeah, I'm pretty sure my my banned email is on a spam list, and even then, like the so like the ones that actually did go through, I didn't get a response because I'm probably on a spam list. Uh, but all the other ones that were bounced, it was like, oh, none of these blogs exist anymore. Um, so not even like. I don't know that anyone reads music blogs anymore. Like, the what I think was satisfied by the hype machine music blog niche uh, has moved over to Spotify. Um, and there was, even when Spotify was starting to get going, like, I still get a decent number of streams from these, uh, like, user-created playlists from a few years ago. Um, like, study, no music, or no words music kind of yeah. stuff. Um, and those got a ton of plays, but that was before Spotify had an editorial team. So there was, like... Even when Spotify started, there was, like, this golden era where, like, you could, like, bloggers would make playlists and people would listen to playlists. And it kind of was, like, Much more user-driven. And now that it's editorial, it's like mm, somebody with a lot of money calls up Spotify and says, put my song on this playlist. And that's kind of how that works, which feels bad. It's, for- a, fun, it's a, a funny...
0: Way to the funny thing to call editorial decision making when it's really just like profit driven yeah right? in
2: in in certain it's specifically in spotify's situation I'm, I'm quite sure that's how that works uh not in not in not every company uh, does that like I think bandcamp's editorial is is quite good and quite uh neutral and independent but um the definitely what I've heard from from the spotify and I'm assuming apple music and and the other ones as well is like kind of there's some room on the playlists for natural uh or um, for yeah, for people like me to get to end up on those playlists, but the majority of the room is sort of allocated for um, the people with the right connections, which again feels bad.
0: Yeah, well, and just by the nature of the fact that you're you know you're starting most people on their on their phone or whatever are starting opening up the app, and then it's just like. The promoted stuff is right at the very top. Totally. Do you make it yeah. any
2: further than that? Most people don't. Maybe I'm sure. not. Yeah.
0: Right? And if you do, oh, there's a couple playlists, and then oh, like you know, for, to actually get to anything, mm-hmm. it's not like going. Well, I mean, I guess it's like going into a record store and and thumbing through things until you find something. Yeah. But. Or whatever's at the door.
2: The thought might be that maybe those people would never have been interested in doing that in the first place, mm-hmm. and so maybe just the people that are going to follow that like very uh, mainstream path in Spotify or in other streaming services were just listening to the radio before, um, and by those by those metrics, maybe Spotify for them is is a better radio. Like maybe that's just like I want music that's pretty good and doesn't stop, and I don't have to pay for it, or I pay five bucks a month, and that's for that requirement. It's pretty good, uh, but I think the the enthusiasts and the like um, the people that are thumbing through records in a crate or like those types of people are not going to be satisfied with that. And I don't think that any of those big streaming services are really trying to please those people. Just oh no, absolutely not. Yeah, it leaves niches in the market for other people, which is which is fine, mm-hmm. which is uh, good. I think <laughs> not just fine. Uh, yeah, Drew Harris from Jimmy Germany. In studio, chatting
1: uh, not just the new album "Harvest" that came out last week. I believe that was is the sixth that it came out. That's right. Yep. Um, yep. And we're talking big streaming as well. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> talking it all. Talking it all. Um, I guess, like. Yeah, I guess with it with this new album, have you from that those those blogs that you have mm-hmm. interacted with before, um, where you you got a
2: lot of your steam early on? Do you find that those audiences carry over in twenty nineteen somehow? Uh, in some situations, it seems like it has. Uh, I still get um, like the odd message from people who are like. Um, I've been listening to your music since 2012, and it helped me through this rough time in 2014, and uh I like that you're still putting out music in 2019. So uh, situations like that kind of when I'm feeling uh, bad about making music because it's really hard and uh, it feels bad to be throwing things into the void and, and hoping for a response. Uh, little situations like that where it's like, oh, that somebody's appreciating this, uh, feels really good. So I think there's not a huge audience, but... Um, uh, a, a, a decent number of, spa- of uh, plays on Spotify, I think, are from people that found that music over the years and shared it with their friends or whatever, which is great. I
1: mean, I can't think of many other artists who I care about what album twelve sounds like, but but <laughs> like like I said, we're going back to your stuff all the time. So uh, it's like, thank you. That's uh, great. Like the the consistency in terms of quality, despite how prolific you are, because usually usually when somebody is putting out like turning out records all the time there's a wane in quality and that's just like not there like it's it it all is appreciate it is at that same level (laughs) like we're still excited about it every time you put out a new thing so
2: thanks thanks uh, i i hope that other listeners are having that same experience too (laughs) and that's and that's i don't really I, i like to try to remind myself at all times that i'm doing this because i enjoy it and not because I want to be famous or popular, or want people to think I'm cool. I do want people to think I'm cool, but, <laughs> but that's not uh, why you're does, doing. That's it. not why I'm doing this. Yeah. Uh, if that's a side effect, that's fine. Uh, but no, and and trying to focus on that, and uh, and also just like deriving some uh, happiness from people saying that they are appreciating what you do, uh, even if it's one person, I think is still like very valuable. So, well, I think that like
0: for any sort of um, success that is truly fulfilling, you're you're going to have to. Like, that is the path, right? Like, you you can't – You, it is certainly possible to achieve success by just, like, chasing what will make you successful and and really doggedly pursuing that. But um, if you're doing that through art and you're then producing art that you don't actually – like, is not either giving you that uh, almost, like, emotional therapy that that art can do or it's not, like – you, you're not feeling like you're being able to speak through it or, or whatever like all the other things that all the things that art can do like if you're not getting that and all you're getting is just like fame maybe if that's your your motivator you'll be fulfilled but it's, i don't it, think
2: it doesn't f- to, that doesn't fit my definition of art almost if, if the intention right. behind it is not to create something regardless of the imp- of the uh, like financial impact or the like or the the reception, audience size yeah. or reception um i think that's like that's that's a um, just feels sort of different than uh creating something for the sake of creating it um, mm-hmm. to me anyways I don't it's know.
0: like two different economies is not really the right i know what you mean th- though like right term, it almost feels like, like business to yeah. be
2: like i'm making this thing because there's an audience that i can sell use it to. to yeah exactly yeah feels like kind of like a business
1: well, should we get to the next track off of
2: of harvest i feel like we should just like keep rolling with harvest at this <laughs> point if you're into it if you're into it i'm down
1: Cool. Uh, This
0: one is uh, Pursuit, which as I was uh, driving in my van today, well, not my van, the company's van today, uh, I decided it was very aptly titled. So uh, here we go. Pursuit. (laughs) Pursuit. Pursuit by Germany. Germany from the new Harvest. Ar- Ar- the new album Harvest, uh, which is out now uh, on I- independently released. Is that- uh,
2: independently uh, released by me. Yes, nice. I did it myself.
0: Uh, you can find it on Bandcamp and uh, various other streaming it's platforms. On all the,
2: it's on all of them. No physical uh, release just yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, it, about it. is that? In the world, uh,
1: As somebody I, who still I, buy. Who, somebody who owns oh, a know, hard I copy know. of Reconnect. I'm uh, so <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm so
2: glad you do. That's that's uh, there. There aren't many of you out there. Um, I this is the first time I haven't made any physical merchandise for a full length album. Um, the last one I put out was a little EP, and I didn't do anything for that. But um, I like to put out a cassette tape, even if um, the only people that buy them are people that don't even own cassette players. Mm. I still like making cassette tapes, so um, it's not out of the question for me to uh, make a cassette tape. I, I just don't really know what other mediums to put it on. I don't yeah. make enough money to make vinyl, so that's a big undertaking to yeah to, yeah, to get a print. Cassettes it pressed, so cheap. I guess yeah. like you can you can make them and sell them for five bucks, and the they cost you three fifty to make. Like yeah. it's it's
0: great. I uh, I once bought a song on a floppy disk. That uh, is, what, was,
2: what was the band? Uh, Sightlines. Okay, uh, local awesome.
0: local pop punkers came with a handwritten note that said, "Thank you for buying the most ridiculous thing I've ever made."
2: <laughs> Does anyone have the ability to play an, like an MP3 on a floppy disk? I don't
0: think so. Like, can a computer that accepts floppy disks run software that will play MP3s? I wonder.
1: Well, I remember Eric too was saying like, even if you could play it, like it sounds, it awful. had to be compressed like, because it's like one point one two. <laughs>
0: megabytes yeah, or something. Yeah. It's crazy. It's only like a two-minute song, but still, yeah, you know? Yeah. It's like
2: 32-kilobit like, f- MP3s? <laughs> <Yeah>. That's cool. <laughs> it's got to sound good. Yeah, but I mean, like, that's it, the
0: idea there is all, sort of the same as with a, a cassette now. is like It's a physical token of what will totally, yeah. l- remain largely a digital listening experience. And that's, mm-hmm.
2: like, even as we were talking a little bit earlier, like, when I first started buying music, uh, even though I grew up in the, the Napster era, mm-hmm. I... And, I had, um, like, all the Death Cab MP3s. Uh, I still bought the Death Cab CD. You want to support the artist. I want to support the artist. I want to have the... I want to look at the liner notes. I want to, like, have this thing Mm -hmm. that, as a, like, 15-year-old, I wanted to... I don't know. It was, like, a very... A visceral thing to hold this piece of art in your hands well
0: i mean materialism is pretty firmly <laughs> yes. baked into our culture so it yeah, understands a little
2: more like a little more romantic yeah and, yeah, yeah, exactly. and i
0: mean yeah. i don't i don't i don't mean just uh just sheer like uh you know capitalistic materialism but i do think that like we we imbue meaning in objects totally right yep. and uh they can they can mean a lot to us, uh, in much in the same way that like hearing a song can can bring you back to a place, right? And
2: totally, and even like having having a buying music um, versus uh, like streaming it, uh, for example, like because I haven't spent any money or I don't I haven't invested anything in, a, in an album when I've when I'm streaming it, it feels like I'm not really, there's no ownership real mm-hmm. really of the uh, debatable whether or not buying MP3s is, is ownership either, but like buying a, a physical thing is like I'm going to listen to this a lot because i bought it and it's like i now have uh i don't know i i own this thing and i want to listen to it versus streaming a thing that is
0: yeah it's it's funny how like just having like having these digital files on a like a thing that i own Mm -hmm. like having them on it as permanently as opposed as i make air quotes Mm -hmm. um as opposed to like I guess temporarily when they're streamed or whatever, that that distinction sure, yeah. should should be somehow meaningful, but it it, it somehow is. It feels like right? yeah.
2: it's it taps it taps into some feeling of, of ownership or of like uh, having having some investment in mm-hmm. it, uh, in some way that I don't get from streaming something. Yeah.
1: My listen, my listening habits have certainly like mm-hmm. I I'll find I find the uh, the album from an artist that I like on spotify Mm -hmm. stream it to death but then i'll go like buy the record and then i never stream that out uh, that artist again because if i go and listen to it i tend to listen to it on the record totally that's how my habits have morphed because of the general streaming of course yeah yeah i find
0: it much harder to keep track of like like making my year-end lists for example like it's much harder now because i don't i can't just like like, go look at the shelf and be like, okay, that's from this year, that's from this year, that's from this year. It's like, okay, can I go back through my streaming history? Yeah, like, totally. No, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> um, unless I get this Spotify thing to tell me what my most listened to was, right? But, yeah. like, it. yeah, it's very strange.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, I guess uh, back to, I, I guess, the general mm-hmm. conversation mm-hmm. about uh, supporting Harvest. Sure. Yeah. Um, now, it, it's kind of funny because you you'd mentioned off-air that this was uh, a product of you slowing, like, more or less slowing down in terms of your, like, writing and recording habits, which is funny because you still put out, like, an album a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, that, that feels slow to
2: me. Uh,
1: is there um, is there, uh, like, going to be a wave of performances that come in support of this, too, or are you just yeah, putting it out there? And that's,
2: um, the goal is to start doing some shows, uh, probably just locally in Vancouver, but... Um, I had a band I just moved over from the island in in May and prior to that I had a band in Victoria that we, we played for four or five um, years maybe four years uh, with sort of a rotating cast but with um, one or two consistent members and so I'd like to try and start doing that in Vancouver and so I've got uh a good, uh, two good friends, who one drummer and one bass player. Um, we've been practicing since I moved here, pretty much uh, in June. So we're now at a point where we uh, it's sounding pretty good, and we have uh, we have our first show in January, uh, January twenty first at the Fox. Um, if you can come, if you want, uh, it'll be it'll be fun, and it'll be uh, it's kind of our low key first show. Um,
0: Do you have a name yet uh,
2: for the band? Mm-hmm. The band is Germany, Germany. Yep. Oh, great. Yeah, it's uh, it's easy to um, easy to remember because it's. Uh, the, same the name of a country and uh very hard to google um because it's the name of a country um <laughs> yeah so it'll that'll be on January 21st and it, that's if that goes well which um let's let's say it will go well it will. Uh, then we'll be playing some more shows i hope um yeah that's it's i love playing live music and specifically playing this music live is really fun um just because it's uh like a thing that i made in my bedroom and then um, mapping it onto like friends, a uh, really good drummer and a good bass player who are like able to take that and give it their own kind of flair, and um, it's just the energy of, of playing music live is super fun. It's mm-hmm. also like horrifying because I'm uh, sort of introverted and uh, shy, but uh, it is. Uh, super fun Uh, yeah do you
1: uh, do you have moments when you're making that transition from because i imagine you you're writing a recording and like you have this album ready to go and Mm -hmm. then you decide to make that jump over to to multiple players and different instruments like when you make that transition transition do you do you notice things differently about your songs do you do you like adjust how you perceive them or how you wish they were presented on the record
2: uh definitely yeah that's like when we when we start playing a song uh, in this in this album actually things sort of um, trade it off a little bit like we were playing some songs that I hadn't well, I just put out the, the record and we've been jamming for six months so a lot of the new songs and we're only playing new material aside from one or two songs but um, a lot of the stuff that we were jamming on ended up making it into the recording it was like mm. oh this actually came out pretty cool in the in the jam which is um, sort of unusual for me usually I go off and make a thing and then we translate it into a live show so this was a little bit more natural in that way Was which was kind of neat um, but definitely there are like moments when we're playing live, and it's like, oh, this part should actually just be a little yeah. bit longer, yeah. and it would be so much better, um, and maybe we change that to play live, but um, maybe not. Maybe it's just, you know, that's the song. Well, I also think that, like, sometimes
0: what works, like, a song can need to be different live than, than on the record, right? Like, <coughs> totally. sometimes yep. sometimes it just it just works better if you draw it out yep. here or if you add you add two bars or, or whatever right totally
2: like the uh, in my opinion the greatest live album of all time the LCD Sound System mm. uh, Madison Square Garden one yeah. is just like so much of it is just like it, loose it just feels loose and like they're doing the songs but they're like done in a really interesting way perhaps the second best album being Alive 2007 by daft punk Mm -hmm. um in my opinion those are the two best live albums but that one also was just like they took the songs that they had made and then they just like reworked them and worked them all together and and just turned into this crazy thing Mm -hmm. um so those yeah i think it's great when artists do a different thing live Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just like it's really fun probably people that are not enthusiasts about that music may not notice but if you are you're like oh my god like that i remember when Alive 2007 came out and there's like in the live version of Harder Better Faster Stronger, there was like this synth line that wasn't there before, and I just I remember like looping it and just being like, "Oh my god, this synth is so great!" Like, how are they doing that? Most people probably won't notice, but like the enthusiasts are like, "This feels great." Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: And I mean, like that's it, it's nice to be able to. It's always nice to be able to give like the the live crowd something something new and different. Although, I mean, if Y- you know if you're playing mostly new material then it's probably all going to be new and or mostly new and different anyway right? it's
2: going to be new and different and uh hopefully it goes well They're playing a, a whole new set uh with all new material with a whole new band mm-hmm. uh a little terrifying but i think it'll be fine um it should be good so uh,
0: come on out yeah we're looking forward to it it's uh, january, 21st, january 21st tuesday uh
2: tuesday january 21st at the fox fox theater
0: yeah. yeah. on yeah. main street yep right in me and jamie's neck of the woods so. nice. yeah, no,
2: no excuse really
1: um,
0: I'll have to reschedule Dungeons and Dragons. But, <laughs> I mean,
1: thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Be, I, I had a question lined up and I totally Oh yeah, uh, so you're new. You're you're relatively sure. new in Vancouver, mm-hmm. um, but like you, by being from Victoria and from mm-hmm. the island mm-hmm. in general, like you're not totally, I guess, sub- like removed from the the scene here. Yeah. Yeah. But ha- since coming over. Have, has there? A, I know you haven't really played with this new lineup or anything, but have you? Is there a warmth? Or is there a welcoming? Do you see a niche where Germany, Germany is going to be able to fit in nicely?
2: Great question. Um, we'll find out, I guess. <laughs> uh, I haven't. Um, I do remember that one disappointing moment when I like last year, maybe last year-ish or the year before when uh, we had played here. Um, we played with this band called Sisters at uh, the Cobalt. Uh, rest in peace. Rest um, in peace. And uh, <laughs> I remember, like maybe a year after that, probably about a year after that, I was planning my move to Vancouver and was like, "Hell yeah, I'm gonna move to Vancouver, get a new band. It's gonna be awesome. We're gonna play all these shows." And I like sent an email to the, my contact for the Cobalt and was like, "Hey, we want to like play a show. Uh, it's like I'm moving to Vancouver. It's gonna be great." And then I was like, it's some." I didn't get a response. Somebody was like, "Oh yeah, they closed. They don't exist like, anymore." Oh. Yeah, that was heartbreaking. But um, yeah, I I'm hoping that we can find a home. I uh, it doesn't feel hostile, but I, it doesn't feel like I have a ton of connections to um, this scene around here it, through friends uh, here and there. Um, we'll s- kind of see what happens, but hoping to find a, a bit of a home. I d- I'm not not looking to play, um, uh, what's a giant Vancouver? Uh, the, the Commodore. The Commodore. I'm not looking to play the Commodore just yet, but, uh, I mean, uh, would love to start playing some shows of any kind uh, mm-hmm. anywhere, basically.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, there's the the scene often like you got to play you, they they got to see you play shows yeah right and yeah. like um there's there are there are lots of different like cliques mm-hmm. and like different groups of of artists based around venues and, and also friend groups and stuff but sure, i think yeah. i think generally like if you're if you're making good stuff people people will be down for it right and that's so. that's
2: kind of what i'm hoping like if we do some low key shows that uh that go well and and people are into it um then i'm Hope I'm relatively optimistic that'll lead to some other stuff. So yeah, I hope I hope so. Cool.
0: Well, why don't we do one more song yeah, before the end sure. of the show? Um do you have uh the next one on the record is an interlude. I don't let's, not that. That okay. sound, that, let's not do
2: that. That doesn't sound let's not do that. Uh let's do in progress. Um, in progress. Got just it. because it's uh there's a not that interesting of a story, but there's a s- small story behind it. Um that I can tell you before or after the song. Uh Let's do it right now, why not? Oh, uh, yeah, okay, so it's called In Progress because uh, I think I've been making it, f- I've been working on this one song for five years probably, maybe four years, and we actually used to play it live in Victoria, and but just never put it on a record because it didn't feel right. Um, it felt, like, too um, too dark, kind of, for the last record or too, like, uh, I don't know, it just, like, didn't fit on anything, and so I had it set aside for, like, a different project maybe. And then for this album, I was like, "Oh, what if there's like a like a moody, dark second half of the album that's instrumental and has these like fuzzy synthesizers?" And then pulled up this track from the archive, and I was like, "Oh, maybe this actually could work." So, re-recorded a bunch of the synth stuff, put in better drums, and it was like, "I'm happy with that." And uh, the best part of the song is the the middle section. There's a there's a good part in the middle that I'm maybe one of my like three favorite parts of the album. Uh, so yeah, it's. It's still not like the greatest song uh, in the world, but I think it's uh, it's got some good parts.
0: Well, uh, in progress, no longer right, in- complete, in- yes, but also Com- in but progress.
2: It, I like the the title "In Progress" better than "Complete." So. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Uh, this is uh, as as we've been saying, "In Progress" off the new record "Harvest" by Germany, Germany. So in progress Uh, by Germany Germany from the new record Harvest, which is out now on uh, everywhere you can get music, uh, including Bandcamp and uh, the other streaming places. Drew is here. Hello, Drew. Uh, it's almost... Oh, your mic wasn't on. Um, Hello, I'm here. Oh, there you are. That's yep. much better. Um, and uh, you're not here much longer, because it's the end of the show, unfortunately. Oh. Uh, but thank you for coming. And uh, great.
2: Thanks for having me. Yeah.
1: About time we got you actually up on the mountain, so... Powerful I'm up here. The, the,
2: I will say the view is really nice from up here. I was looking at the city. It looks very pretty. So
1: It's a good spot. Absolutely.
2: It's a pretty good spot.
1: Cool. Well...
2: Uh, What do you have coming up? So the new album is out. New album is out, Harvest. uh, It's uh, get it at your local uh, wherever, uh, Bandcamp, Spotify, Apple Music, etc. Germany, Germany is the artist. Uh, Show on January 21st at uh, the Fox. Um, And we were just talking, I am starting a uh, little uh, Vancouver music uh, tech meetup, uh, hopefully once a month at the Vancouver Hack Space um, for anyone that's interested in doing Music and technology, um, maybe computer-specific stuff, but we're going to try and build a fuzz pedal in the spring.
0: Super excited uh, about that! Should be fun.
2: Little kits that people can come build. So yeah, look out for that. Um, uh-huh. No name or dates. It's yeah. Get in it's touch. It's coming along. Get in touch with uh, the mix tape. Vancouver mixtape.
0: Vancouver mixtape gmail uh, I'm I'm Jesse. I'm Jamie. Uh, this is the Vancouver mixtape. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, cjsf.ca. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.